Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's up? This is Brad Miller with BLTs, all your bites, licks, and tastes of everything going on in the culinary world. What's up today? All right. First up in our bites, our culinary news, we've got May Lin of Top Chef fame has opened up Daybird, a chicken joint. Yeah, May Lin's like uh, blowing. I mean, she's always blown up. She's been blowing up ever since she was uh, Oprah Winfrey's uh, personal chef. She had Nightshade, which is was extremely popular here in Los Angeles, <laughs> does amazing food. She won Top Chef. And um, now she has this uh, Daybird, like fried chicken joint, which I always have this. <laughs> like everyone's doing a fried chicken joint right now. And like, yeah. how do you do like, how do you do a good fried chicken joint and, um, and, and still like capture your audience? And how do you separate yourself out from everybody else? And she actually found a way to do it. <laughs> she does like this Szechuan, the Szechuan peppercorn, like uh, seasoning on this like hot chicken at Daybird. And I haven't had it yet, but I heard it is phenomenal. And it like, um, I guess like I've seen pictures of it all over social media because she's blowing up, but it like, it like, it sticks out. It, it's weird to say it's like the chicken, like the crispy chickenness of it, like sticks out of the bun a little bit, which is like super fun and cool because that's like the best part. Like she, that's why she's genius. She found a way to like find something you didn't know you loved about a fried chicken sandwich, which is the initial bite of the fried chicken sandwich, which is like that outside part where you get to go ah, and crunch yeah. into it. And yeah. then you get, and then you turn it a little bit and you do another <laughs> and crunch into it. And then you get like the bun and the sauce and everything else. But like her like claim to fame with these, uh, these chicken sandwiches is that it like sticks out super far. Like, so she's getting all these posts and I, and I, I heard it's wonderful and delicious. And I, I'm seriously excited to try it just when I thought that like the whole fried chicken, everybody's doing fried chicken now it's ubiquitous, but it's like, how, how can you make it better? Like that's what a really genius chef will do is they'll take something and like, and reinvent the wheel. She like basically did something that everybody else is doing and like found a little, little way to kind of just turn it a little bit and make it amazing. I mean, the whole thing is I don't have to taste it. I watched a video of her making it and I saw like the Szechuan peppercorn dust and I saw like what she breads it with and how she does it. And I'm like, that's, I just, I'm a chef. I know that is, she's, it's delicious. I can, I know it's good. She's, she's not going to like serve something that's bad. And all these people from like Eater LA and, Jen Harris and LA Times and Crystal Coase are like all these people who know what they're talking about, like are Instagramming it and they wouldn't Instagram it if it wasn't delicious. amazing and delicious. So I trust their opinion. I'm going to try it. Um, but that's like the new buzz right now. Like everyone's talking about this sandwich and I'm just pumped about how much it sticks out of <laughs> the bun. And it's, it looks super, super cool. Um, yeah. Follow May Lynn. Um, I don't know her Instagram. T- I follow her. I just, yeah. At May Lynn, I'm sure you yeah. can find her on Instagram, but that Daybird is, it looks super cool and looks super delicious. Um, my mom, my mouth is actually watering and talking about it. My mouth waters all the time when I talk about food, so it's not like this is like anything different, but I promise you it's good even though I haven't tried it. So, um, yeah, the pictures look amazing. Awesome. All right, next up in Bites, we've got uh, after four months of lockdown, London's restaurants are reopening for outdoor dining. <laughs> so I didn't know they weren't. I, I just didn't. I'm because yeah. I'm here like I didn't know totally that they weren't closed. open for uh business which is I, don't, I just I didn't even think of that like, I, I don't know what I mean that's true American I'm in my own little world and I you know my 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 little circle is my circle 
Um, but I didn't even know they were still closed. I, I thought I thought almost everybody was doing outdoor dining. I thought L.A. was like the last frontier of like they didn't allow outdoor dining. And and I, obviously it's just it's it's myself. I, I have a restaurant that is completely outdoor dining. We have indoor, but it's almost all outdoor dining. So as soon as we could open back up for outdoor, I was open. So we've been open for a long time. And we thought we were the last ones to open for outdoor dining. I remember um, seeing all like the memes and all the pictures of NYC in Chicago of people like eating out in the cold and rain and they're like they're in snow actually eating and like being like oh my god and like LA still wasn't open so I just assumed that's my fault like I assumed that they were open already and this is like what's today April 12th Mm -hmm. yeah so they just today they just announced they opened today for outdoor dining and that's so crazy I mean I don't I don't know the politics of why and what what their cases were but I, I do know that's super crazy. I mean, I'm in my own world. Like LA's, we're opening, we're at 50% indoor capacity, 100% outdoor, um, or however you want to do that math. <laughs> um, but it's, we're open. Like we can open, we can serve. I just never even thought that they were closed, but good for them. There's a lot of amazing, uh, amazing restaurants um, in, in uh, the UK that I want to see uh, open back up and I want to do well. <laughs> but I'm like completely shocked when I read that. I'm like, oh my God, that's. I read crazy. that. That's crazy that they just opened today, but you know, good for them, and I, I wish them the best. And, I, and they, I remember reading the article today, and they said that they, they're like, oh, but it's still very cold in London. I'm like, come on. I mean, the, the, those pictures in Chicago were literally like they didn't build like uh like the outdoor patio with the heat lamps and everything. I, I saw some like little restaurants just having people sit outside in the yeah. cold, and that's kind of cool. It's like you know, it's kind of funny and cool, and like they're trying their best. They didn't have the money to do it, so they're just doing their best. But it's kind of funny that London's like, wow, it's still kind of. It's still very, it's cold here. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, it's cold, man. But it's not, it's not Chicago. Yeah, it's not Chicago cold. (laughs) But really cool for them. Um, I'm excited they're opening. Awesome. All right. Last in our bites, we've got restaurants face new pandemic problem. Customers who don't want to leave. (laughs) Yeah, this is, um, this is completely new. Uh, Like I said, I can only speak for, I mean, I've worked all over the world and all over the country, but I can only speak for my restaurant right now, and we've always had um, a thing where you know people want to leave when they're done, you know. <laughs> but but this new resurgence of people not leaving or not resurgence, this surging of people not wanting to leave when they're done, and it's 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 pretty obvious why. I mean, you don't want to like you haven't been out of the house, or you, right. even if you have been out of the house, you haven't been out as many times. So it's like so restaurants before, I, I think it was a once or twice a week thing, or maybe a once a week thing, or some people once a month. But now it's like the biggest occasion that you, right. <laughs> that you can that you can possibly be at, and it's you haven't you know it's friends you haven't seen in a while, and people are excited. So it's uh, it's great for all, all the guests. I get it from the restaurants because it's you want to turn that table, <laughs> you want to make money, you want to get somebody else. Like and not only that, you're at fifty percent occupancy. So not at least out here, you know. So not only can you not turn that table because they're staying too long, um, it's you're already at 50% occupancy. So you're already, already it's hard to get that table turn uh, because of how many you're allowed to have in the restaurant. So when people are staying extra long, um, you know, it kind of, it kind of hurts the restaurant a little bit on uh, the, on the flip side, being a restaurant owner, I don't, I, I will never tell a guest to get, to get up. And I'm going to confess something right now that I know there's a time limit hour and 40, it's an hour and 45. I thought it was an hour and a half, which is not long enough <coughs> at all. Yeah. I, yeah. They kicked you out of R and D at R and D. And you is, thought they were kicking you out being mean, but it was actually cause they were following the rules. It was, but we had just ordered dessert. And then they're like, do you mind eating your dessert over here on this bench? It's like <laughs> actually kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But th that's what I'm saying. So going back to my restaurant, I mean, I also have the, the we have the blessing of having a big, you know, have a, a lot of seating, but I won't. I don't. I know. I know that's the rule. Yeah. Uh, that's the rule to kick people out at an hour and a half, and that you have to tell them ahead of time. Hey, you got to go an hour and a half. I, I'm not going to do that to the guests. I'm just, I just, it's, it goes against everything I've ever learned and was taught in, um, you know, in fine dining and in restaurants. And I know it's the law and I know you got to obey the law, but I'm also not going to be goose stepping down the street, you know, following the laws also. I'm a, I'm a law breaker, but I'm a rule breaker by nature. Yeah. And that's just something I'm like, I'm that's not going to, I'm not going to kick them out of the restaurant. I'm just not going to do that. I get R and D. R and D is a Hillstone group. Right. They have to do stuff like that because they're so core. Like, honestly, when you. I don't know if people know this when we when we make jokes about the corporate life or corporate restaurants. We don't make jokes about Cheesecake Factory. We don't make jokes about Macaroni Grill. We make jokes about like Hillstone because it's like a known fact that they are like hardcore, hardcore, um, like corporate. Like you have to, if you have a ponytail, you have to have three right bands like three, elastic bands in your hair. Three elastic yeah. bands. You have to have seven. What is it? Seven. Uh, your friend worked there. Seven yeah, pens. Yeah in your jacket, yeah. like as a server, it's completely insane. And it's kind of like, I, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, I like the structure of it, but it's kind of insane. So I knew if anybody's going to follow that hour and a half rule, it was going to be the corporate people at Hillstone, which, um, nothing against them. The Ding's crispy chicken sandwich is one of the best. The sandwich. Best. Speaking of like, speaking of crispy chicken sandwiches, the best crispy chicken sandwich is Ding's crispy chicken sandwich at the corporate conglomerate <laughs> Hillstone. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, it's still amazing. Uh, to this day, I mean, I, I crave that sandwich. So they're doing a good job. It's consistent. Um, what else we got? All right, cool. So next up, we've got our licks, our social media and entertainment. So first up, uh, Instagram algorithm is favoring its reels now. Yeah, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He was like, hey, have you noticed that the Instagram uh, reel, you know, it's like it's I'm getting less. People are getting less likes. Do you think your friend said that he's yeah. an influencer? She said she's getting less likes, and and if anybody goes to at Chef Brad Miller, you'll see that I don't have that many followers. So I don't. I'm I'm on Instagram as much as I possibly can, but I I need to do the things that people do, that other chefs do, that other food personalities do, and that's lean into the you know lean into it. I just I, it's it's so hard for me at the restaurant with the podcast with filming. It's so hard for me to focus on Instagram. So I don't notice these things, um, and it's my job to notice these things, and I and I don't. Um, but I, I need to get better at that. I need to post more. I need to, I need to get it up a little more. Um, all my postings and everything, but yeah, I, I, I noticed that it's, um, I, I think this is my opinion. I don't know. This is what this show is, is, is my opinions and my opinions are <laughs> sometimes extraordinarily wrong. Sometimes they're right. Um, but, but you're in the tech world. I, uh, Lauren, I assume it's because they're competing with TikTok. I, yeah. mean, I, I mean, that's a pretty good assumption, right? Yeah, I think so. I think um, that's accurate. Yeah, they're they're competing with TikTok, so they have to uh, they have to focus on their reels. And I mean, TikTok has taken over. I mean, they're beating. I mean, they're, they're the new kid on the block, and they're beating everybody with their content, with you know, um, followers, and everything they're doing is just like winning. And they're they're winning with the best demographic you can win with, which is like ages like thirteen to Probably thirteen to twenty four year olds. Yeah, they're they're winning. So you got to do whatever you can. So like Instagram is now like favoring reels. So now. Um, now I guess I got to do a bunch of reels, which, yeah. I, which I'm, make I'm, some reels. I'm 39 years old and I, I mean, I should, I should know how to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm a 65 year old. I'm like, I don't know how to make reels. I'm going to figure it out and yep. I'll post some cool reels. But yeah, everybody always tells me like, Hey, I need you to do more stuff. You have so much, I, so much cool content you put out when I do put it out, which I appreciate all the fans and all the friends are telling me um, how cool all this stuff is. And I really want to post more stuff. I just, honestly, it's just, you, you know, my schedule, it gets insane. Yeah. Busy. I mean, yeah. we, were, we were supposed to do a podcast last week 
and I got so busy with filming and doing all my other things, I could not, uh, I couldn't even do um, a, the podcast. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, so we got to do reels. Um, hit me up. Let me know what you think about the reels. I, I kind of like them. I yeah, love. I, I like them. They're, there's a reason why they're they're pushing them because I like TikTok and I, I didn't know I didn't know what I was gonna think of TikTok and I love TikTok. I'm I'm the most millennial like young minded you know young at heart and <laughs> the way I, the way I act and the way I think is very young and uh, I love everything that like little kids like and like TikTok and like the dancing. I love that stuff. I just don't know how to do anything, yeah. but like I love it so much. I watch more girly TikTok videos of like how to do the dances and everything than anybody else. And I just, I'm like anybody else. I lay there mindlessly scrolling and laughing at TikTok videos and it's awesome. Um, all right, what are we on to? Are we on the licks? Yep. So Sean McDonald of East went viral with his puppy videos. <laughs> so we didn't talk about this before, did we? No. No, okay. I think, so. I think we talked about it in person. Oh yeah. So Sean McDonald is, he's in Canada. He's this amazing chef, which I've been following him just because he's a really good chef. He's like, He's a young guy, you know, he's just an awesome chef. And I've been following East. It's actually, it's spelled E-S-T, but I believe it's pronounced East. It's, it's probably how, you know, it's probably whatever you want it to be, you know, kind of thing. Um, he's just a very good chef. So I, I've already seen his like TikTok. I've followed him on Instagram and everything else and his, his videos of uh, him posting things for his, he got a new um, puppy. I think it's a chocolate lab. Yep. <laughs> so he got a chocolate lab and he's like making these insane, like fine dining Michelin level like courses for his little puppy. And it's like the cutest, cutest thing you could ever possibly see is this little puppy eating this food. But the cool part about it, the reason it's so viral and the reason it went so crazy is because these are like not just Michelin level plated dish, I, dishes. I think he like sous vide some things. I think he compressed a bunch of stuff. I, I, I think he like wow. put... He put in like techniques of like a Michelin star chef would serve to a customer paying, you know, $150 tasting menu. And he's doing it for his little baby chocolate lab puppy. And it's, it's the cutest fun thing you could ever see on the internet. And then that deserve if anything deserves to go viral, that is like the cute, that's like what we need right now that deserves to go viral. And he, he's always been like a social media guy. Like he knows what he's doing. He's like, um, young and I'm, I'm, I yes. think he's like my age and I'm like, he's so young and hip. <laughs> he's like, he's like a hip dude. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he went he went viral with that. It's it's really cool. Check that out on his TikTok. I think it's uh, this is this is how bad I am with my own show. I don't even I don't know anybody's Instagram handles off the top of my head. <laughs> but um, Sean McDonald, um, he's chef Instagram. You know, this is the day and age you can find it in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, find it. He's awesome, and his videos are cool. And it's a it's amazing some of the stuff he's doing. It's it's so cool. And when that little puppy eats it, it's pretty great. And honestly, just follow him because it's like uh, his his. I mean, if you're a chef or you're into food, he's got really really. Uh, cool videos and techniques and he has a good time with his videos too cool uh last up in licks a uh, picture of gordon ramsay disguised as a pilot for a new show 24 hours to hell and back <laughs> okay so <laughs> um i'm already laughing because this is something i saw <laughs> earlier and it's it's probably so basically let me, let me give you a, a rundown i've never seen 24 hours to hell and back i have no idea what it's about but i'm sure he yells at people and and tries to fix their, whatever they're doing. Um, but he has like, I guess he has like different disguises and he's like, I mean, he goes full, um, Mrs. Doubtfire and he yeah. like puts on different disguises. And, he, and I guess there's this, there's this one that went viral. <laughs> Sorry. <hang on. laughs> there's this one that went viral of like, it's, uh, him in a pilot costume, like, like full makeup as a pilot. And it's done so great, which, and what I mean by great, I mean, it's done 
so bad and so horrible. It looks it looks like something you'd see from like a nineteen eighties like horror movie. Yeah. Where like someone's like sick or someone's like a zombie now. And it's like it's horrible. It's a horrible makeup job. It's it's, it's so bad. So and I don't scary. know if it's I don't I mean it'd be genius if they meant it to be that bad, but there's no way. There's no way they meant it to be that bad. Yeah, I don't think so. And and actually we were talking about this earlier and I guess it's actually not Gordon, but it's it's a bad makeup job for one of his other spies. So they intentionally wanted it to look weird, but Gordon's not actually the one disguised. <laughs> but like, I, I get having a diversion. I get like having like another spy. But like, would you make it so bad? <laughs> you make it so bad. I'm looking. The reason I'm cracking up is because she keeps showing me different pictures of him in these horrible disguises. So the one that went viral is horrible. She's showing me all these pictures of these hor- like of these disguises in. And the one that went viral is is like so bad and so funny, but but anyways, getting back to my other thought is like I get having like a distraction. So the restaurateur, whatever he's doing, thinks that's Gordon Ramsay, but but it's just it's so. I mean, that's not even, like there's a, like if you're gonna create a distraction, like you know, like like set a smoke bomb on fire, like like yeah, get some dancers to like you know dance across streak, do dance across the street, streak or do something. That's just as bad. Like that disguise <laughs> yeah. is like just as bad to like cause a distraction. But by the way, all the other pictures you show me where he's dressed up like an old British woman, I'm, I'm assuming British because he's British. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like just as horrible. Like that's obviously Gordon Ramsay like obviously. with like a hat on. It's like Gordon Ramsay with mascara and a hat on. They're, and a wig and that's about it. Yeah, it's, it, they're, they're hilarious. Like I'm, I laughed about it already, but I already spent like every, my, my voice is getting hoarse because I was laughing about it so hard earlier. Because when I saw this, when we were kind of going over the show notes of like what we're going to talk about, and when I started looking it up, like what are you talking about? And I looked it up. I like horse laughed. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. And like you got to see this. You got to go and like what's that Twitter guy's handle? It's Mr. Social. All right. Yeah. I don't know who this guy. Mr. Social. So go to Mr. Social, whatever that is, and just check out. He has all these different like video like images of Gordon Ramsay and like these horrible disguises where it's like Gordon Ramsay is one of the most famous people in the world. You can't just like throw like a wicker hat on him and some like hair and think like, like that's Gordon Ramsay. And like, and how do you take the show seriously? Like the producers, I, I, I work in this business. The producers have to s- stop filming probably constantly. And when, when Gordon Ramsay walks in, the guy goes, that's, that's, that's Gordon Ramsay. Like that's Gordon Ramsay wearing like a wig and dressed like an old, that's obviously Gordon Ramsay dressed like an old lady. And they're probably like, okay, stop, hang on, stop filming. Can you act like it's not Gordon Ramsay? I'm like, oh my God, how do I act? How do I act? That's obviously Gordon Ramsay with a wig on. What are you doing? Like, and he's like six foot three. I, I work yeah. at him, six foot four, like six foot three. It, it's Gordon Ramsay. That's not a, like an old lady. Like, this is like the, this has to be like the worst and worst and best show ever. Yeah. Working in TV, I know that this is probably the best show ever. And like by doing horrible wigs like that and making it so you can't, like it's obviously Gordon Ramsay in a wig or it's obviously Gordon Ramsay dressed up like, you know, as a pilot with like this pumpkin head face and like, <laughs> It's, it's, I, that's, I think that's genius. I think that's, I think that's what makes TV TV yeah. is like cool, horrible, horrible disguises that obviously everybody knows it's Gordon Ramsay. And he's like, Oh, uh, uh what is, what's this? I, I'll try that. And you're like, Oh my God. Like they have to probably stop filming constantly. <laughs> like, Oh my God. That's a, I like, I, I can imagine the servers being like, that's Gordon Ramsay. That's what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm, how am I I'm not an actor. Like, uh, that's, that's great. Uh, but anyways, go check so that great. out. Cause if you want to, if you want to laugh. For literally an hour straight, like I did, I was like sweat laughing because I was laughing so hard. They're just these awesome pictures, and you got to check it out. Uh, what do we got for uh, tastes? This is questions from my Instagram. Yes. So first up in tastes, Haley wants to know what is a good weeknight recipe to make. Um, 
Uh, good. I mean, I think I, Haley, I think what you're asking and correct me if I'm wrong in my Instagram, <laughs> um, a good weeknight recipe. I'm, I'm assuming by the verbiage, you mean like a, I'm sure she means like a, like an easy. Yeah. Easy. Not, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's what weeknight not means. Not too like many an, steps or ingredients. Yeah. An easy weeknight. Yeah. Not too many steps. Um, this is a good chance to do a shameless plug, even though it's not paid for, but I just did that on home and family. That's going to be airing soon. August yeah. something, August 25th, whatever. Um, it's going to be airing soon, but that's so funny. Cause they just asked me for, this is not even connected. They just asked me for like, Hey, what's like a super easy one pot dish. And honestly, I don't have easy one pot dishes because <laughs> I, you know, the chef, the restaurant, the chef that I am is a kind of like I, my, my MO or is like kind of like a, I'm a fine dining chef and I do yeah. complex things. I don't have one pot dishes, but the funny thing is all I do is have to think about what we, what I cook at home or what we cook at home. And I do cook one pot dishes all the time. Cause it's out of pure laziness, out of pure, the fact that I'd rather be drinking the, the wine and talking and hanging out than and looking at those pictures of Gordon Ramsay <laughs> than then like making food. So, um, so I did for home and family, this recipe that, uh, is super easy. Haley. It is, uh, basically it's like bell peppers, it's, it, it is, it's, it is bell peppers. It's bell peppers, tomatoes, basil, and a little bit of espelette and onion and garlic and capers. And all you do is take all those ingredients. I mean, there's technique to this, but if you want to go super lazy about it and just super easy, that's awesome too. Just olive oil in the pan, throw your peppers in there, get them going, throw your onions in there, get them going, throw your garlic in there, get it going. Then um, season up halibut and then throw your halibut in there, uh, capers and a little bit of espelette deglaze the whole pan with a little white wine, pop it in, oh, and tomato, sorry, uh, and pop it in the oven. Uh, 375 for 25 minutes, depending on how thick the hell it is. And it's like super, super delicious. And do a little sour cream with a little lemon juice in it and top it when it comes out, like just a little dollop of it, little dollop of daisy. Um, it's super good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's like a awesome. really, really good one pot, um, one pot, like easy weeknight recipe to do. Love it. Haley, right. Haley, if you make that, hit me up at Chef Brad Miller and tell me uh, what you thought about it. And um, and, and anyways, if you want to hit me up, and I'll, I'll give you the recipe. All right. Next, uh, Benjamin wants to know, since you are a meat guy, are you down with all this plant-based food trends going around? <laughs> well, Benji, I am. Uh, you're right. I am the meat guy. And I do love my meat. I try to have a vitamin steak, as my father calls it, <laughs> once a week. I'm actually having tomahawk chops tomorrow. Um, but I'm also not trying to die at 55 years old. So I do do a lot of meat. I do a lot of fish. Actually, I do more fish at home than, than meat. I try to do a vitamin steak once a week. Um, but I try to do plant-based once or twice a week. Also, I've been really going plant-based. Um, and I've been even going further than that and doing like completely plant. I mean, plant-based means basically vegan means completely no, no animal product. Um, but sometimes we cheat and do something that, you know, has a little, I, I, I can't live without my fish sauce and that has obviously yeah. fish. Yeah. Well, our worst sister has obviously anchovies in it. So I can't live without that. So, um, sometimes I cheat a little bit. Um, but I do go plant-based a lot. I go try to go like twice a week. I've been doing, um, it, the impossible patties. We do like meat, uh, meatballs, yep. impossible patty meatballs with squash. So good. And we're trying to also not, uh, roll me. I'm trying to lose, you know, lose a little weight and not roll down a hill. So I just, so we're also like, that helps like being healthy and, you know, doing that. We're working out a lot and, um, yeah, just trying to, trying to eat plant-based. So I, I am, I'm down with the plant-based, 
the plant-based movement, honestly, and it's and it is it's it's a chance to do something. If everybody could do it, I'm I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here, but if everybody could do it, like once a week, it, it is it's awesome for the environment. It's it's really good for the environment. It's it's a it, it's a chance to take a break. It's a great chance for your um um. To, to kind of break the chain of how much we department on all these farms. There's a whole list, a, a litany of um, things you can look up about why it's so good to go plant-based at least once a week um, or, or even more. Uh, and obviously I have a project in the works, um, so I'm very leaning into plant-based. Uh, who knows where it's going to go, but I have a plant-based burger concept with a good friend of mine named Luke Tabbitt. Um, and we're doing a plant-based burger concept. Uh, we're, we're, it's in the works. It's, we don't know what we're going to do with it. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know if it'll, what will happen, but, uh, it's in the works and it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And I'm, I, I seriously didn't know these questions. I didn't yeah. read this far. This is how much I've prepared for this podcast. I did not read that far. <laughs> so I'm not trying to same, uh, shamelessly promote myself, um, or what we're doing, but it just happens to be that I am doing this. And, um, I, the reason I did it is because I wanted to do something cool. I want to do, I want to, you know, do something great for the environment, do something that's good for you. Um, and also it's, it's one of those things that it's not just good for you. It's like, now it's high caloric, but it's not just good for you. But this, this concept that I'm doing, this burger concept is like literally, literally tastes amazing. It's so good. Yeah. I, I've like, I, I've not, I'm not tooting my own horn. I really try not to do that, but it's, I worked very hard on it. I worked over three years developing this recipe because, um, of all the burger awards I got for the different things I did. And I worked for a very long time developing these recipes and, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. an am- it's amazing burger. Don't get me wrong. Impossible Foods inventing the Impossible Burger did literally ninety percent of the work for me. But I <laughs> seriously, that they did. But I mean, the the little little things I do for it, and I do to yeah. the meat, and I do for the bun, and I do all these little things uh, with the vegan mayo and all the things I make for it. It makes uh, basically I, all I did was it makes it amazing. I went tenfold umami. I just went. I want this burger to be so umami. Like a umami bomb, the vegan mayo umami bomb. I make a caramelized onion uh, bacon. I'm doing air quotes; you can't see them. Bacon onion jam, which I use liquid smoke, and I, you know, I, I, you know, instead of using bacon, and instead of using butter or bacon fat, I use margarine. So basically, I sub all these things out. It tastes just like my bacon onion jam I make for my old um, burger that I used to do at Ashland Hill. Um, and it's it's seriously out of this world. And I do. I went through all these different cheeses. Uh, you can attest that I went through like burger yeah. buns, cheeses. I went through so much stuff until I found the right combination of like these um, cheeses by, I think it's Follow Your Heart. Follow Your Heart. Yeah, yeah Follow Your Heart cheeses. Like so good. the combination I put together is, I, 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 it's it's amazing. And we did a double blind study. Like literally we did a double blind study at my friend's house for his birthday party and just didn't tell anybody what we were doing. And people, when we told them, they're like, You're, they literally thought I was lying and just being, just being funny or joking around like I always do. Uh, and I'm like, no, these are completely plant-based. We did plant-based smash burgers with a caramelized onion bacon. I'm doing air quotes jam with um, the 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 cheddar cheese that melts like American cheese with a smoked paprika aioli. Mm. I mean, it's insane. So good. It's completely good. It's it, in the and the the bun is vegan too. I'm like, oh, how'd you get a vegan bun? Actually, all buns are all, a lot of bread. Is, most bread's vegan. Most bread is you know not it's you know water flour, um, but you know brioche isn't and stuff like that. But most bread is, so it's not hard finding a, a delicious vegan bread. And I, I, I actually, I, you know me, I don't like brioche anyways. I think brioche is too, it's like trying to be fancy, but it's too hard. It's hard, yeah. but it's not. I like good old-fashioned. Classic bun. Classic smushy bun. I like the smushy bun. I like to see my teeth marks in like the white <laughs> bread. You know what I mean? Like where they yeah, leave your teeth yeah. mark. I love that. That's my favorite. And it's not good for you. 
at all. It's completely bad for you, but it's <laughs> delicious and it's amazing. Um, is it all we have for tonight? We've got one more question. Oh, one more question. What is it? From Tracy. She wants to know what profession would you have chosen if you didn't become a chef? <laughs> well, being a chef chose me. I didn't choose. Because <laughs> that's not true. I um, <clears throat> I actually I actually say this all the time. I people have, have many people have asked this question, Tracy, and it's um, I I had I had three real options, and I had the dream option. <laughs> Dream option is I would love to have been a stand-up comedian. Um, that's the far-fetched option that I didn't pursue. I would love to have been. I, I, I worship stand-up comedy. I love the whole. I feel like I'm in the stand-up. I mean, I'm not. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm in with them because I've been following it since I was young, and I've always. So comedy's been a big thing for me. I've always loved stand-up comedy, so I'd love to do something with that or something with comedy. But really, the real profession, like though, where you have to tell your parents what you're going to do, was three choices. I was either going to go to film school. I wanted to go to film school, chef school, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> so which one I chose, uh, film school, chef school, or interior design, <laughs> which everybody's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I designed, when yeah. I made Oxenson, I designed Oxenson. At our house, I designed a lot of, like, a lot of parts of our home is... Yes, you have a great eye. Yeah, I, I, I like to think I do. Um, and I just love interior design. I love architecture. Um, I worked at the Arizona Biltmore at Wright's at the Arizona Biltmore, which is named after Frank Lloyd Wright. Which is my favorite architect. Um, there's a million. There's a million things that I love about architecture and design, and I think that plays into being a chef. Uh, it completely plays into being a chef. That's it's pretty obvious. But I really love that. Um, I really loved uh, interior design. I still love it. Uh, we, you know, I subscribe. I watch all the AD. That's Architectural yeah, Digest videos. That. We have all the. We subscribe to the magazine. I get I get books for Christmas on uh, architecture and interior and design, and um, I love it. It's just that's something I wanted to do. Uh, and film school. That's just once again, I love film. I love movies. Uh, kind of goes with the comedy thing. I love comedies. Uh, but I definitely, those were all like obviously the chef one was the one that seemed like the most obvious because my dad's a butcher and I and my grandmother my uh, my mother's side is like and it was an amazing cook like almost all grandmas because you have to be yeah um, <laughs> if you're a grandma you have to be an amazing <laughs> amazing cook not, not I mean not nowadays grandmas but back in the day grandmas. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I those are my choices, and uh, I just I always wanted to uh, be I always wanted to be either one of those three or get into those fields. Obviously, I chose being a chef, um, but I yeah I think it's um, it's obviously that I chose I think I chose them because I'm creative. Yeah, uh, obviously those three there was no like choice in there to be a stockbroker. There was no choice in there to be an investment banker or to, you know whatever the, yeah. all the choices that I even. They were all creative. They're all creative choices. And even my far-fetched ones were a far-fetched creative choice. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I need, I love creating. And um, when you're, and, I, and I've been this way since I was a child. I've been uh, told this many times. I, I think that it's, I think when, you know, you, when you're creative or you have that creativeness inside you, it's, it's, you're born with it. You're not, it's not something you can teach out of a child or you can, you know, kind of make them follow a different path. You know, I was always going to be creative no matter what I did. So it's just a matter that I chose it at a young age, and I, I got in. I got in young. I yeah, mean, I know a lot of yeah. people that chose, you know, did career. What is it uh, when you change career jumping? What is it? It's like a career change. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> career change. So yeah, uh, yeah. So most people do a career change. They end up going to something they probably always wanted to do creative. And yeah, I've always wanted yeah. to be creative. I've always wanted to um, kind of be a chef too. That's that was in me for the longest time. Um, is that the last question? That's it. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Don't forget to follow me at Chef 
Brad Miller and like and subscribe to this podcast so you can get it everywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.